This is the Chatter with Chad podcast. I'm your host, Chad Gleisel. This episode's special guest is Dave Chavez. What we do is just hire out instead of me doing it or buying stuff to, to do it with. Yeah. No, I, I, I can definitely agree with that one. Well, it's good that you got the nice new lawnmower. Well, yeah, it's coming on Tuesday, yes. But believe it or not, <clears throat> like I said, uh, hiring out would be much more expensive because the amount of payments I would be making now for 60 months would be like around 50 bucks. And I have a funny feeling I'll be paying more than 50 bucks a month for lawn service. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? I was really strong. Oh, Kathy, okay. maybe your drink went down the wrong way. <laughs> no. I took a big swig. I was just, I'm pretty sure, just straight rum. Ooh. Yeah, it tasted like, like just straight rum. I was, it wasn't what I was expecting. Hey, bro, well, you have to fire that uh, bartender then of yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just like, like a film of rum on the top of this drink, I guess. Well, you see, that's like I mix it. I use the the knife that I cut the lime in and just swirl it. There you go. So I heard you recently took a trip. Yeah, Gettysburg. I love that place. I was there, oh, I would say maybe probably about 12 years ago with the scouts. And, of course, we did the whole weekend thing, so it was like... Uh, a three-mile hike one day, a seven-mile hike another day, and a ten-mile hike another day. So, you know, I really got got to know the place, but that was 12 years ago. And, of course, now I went, and this is a much more simpler trip. And, of course, you know, there's like uh, they have updated or added on to their visitor center, which is really, really nice. Of course, uh, you know, you a, a simple sandwich and a bag of chips was no no drink. A simple sandwich and a bag of chips was fourteen bucks, so <laughs> it was Man. yeah yeah. Uh, and the gift shop, of course, uh, had numerous things, anything and everything about Gettysburg, and they had a bunch of good books on uh, on Gettysburg. I mean, you know, taking taking the on both sides, be it Confederate or Union side. And, of course, you have the stories of uh, Jenny Wade and so on and so forth. Yeah, Jenny Wade House. Yeah, yeah. I've never been there. To, uh, so I, I would have to go back to Gettysburg and do uh, Jenny Wade House and, and more. One of the ghost trips, which is said to, to <laughs> save your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, we went uh, ghost hunting down there. I spent, I think it was three nights... Three nights locked down in a uh, Civil War hospital there. Um, it was a, an experience. Yeah. I'll admit to that. Uh, it, it, we had fun. Um, we did a lot of filming and stuff there, you know, and uh, we we didn't get much. Well, they say that Gettysburg is still one of the most haunted places in the U.S. At least that's what they say. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I heard Savannah is also you know, at least, you know, and I'm pretty sure other historic places say that they were the most haunted places. I don't know, you know. You'll have to be the judge of that. You'll have to lock, start going around and, and ghost hunting. <laughs> Although I have spent a night in what they said that uh, in Savannah that the place that we stayed at was haunted. But uh, we were probably in the wrong room because uh, we were like in the basement level. And I believe where the hauntings occur was like up on the third on the third floor. Uh, uh, the same thing goes for the bed and breakfast we stayed in Charleston, uh, the Battery Park area in Charleston. They said that uh, where we stayed in was also haunted, but I I think we stayed in the wrong room. <laughs> you didn't get anything. Yeah, nobody pulled my feet or anything like that, or no creepy crawling things or anything like that. It's probably for the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but... <laughs> it's probably for the better that you didn't find anything. Some people can't handle that stuff. 
It d- doesn't really bother me because, um, well, I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't believe in it or maybe I'm just lucky. I don't know. But uh, uh, and, then, and I've never been actually ghost hunting like you have. Well, that's a shame. You know, although I'm uh, more terrified of being among the living dough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. It 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 never scared me. It's just we uh, we went a couple places. We did. I mean, I have a, a ton of equipment. We traveled to a couple places. Never really came across much. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was just one of those things where I have to book another trip, but it's hard, you know, with the podcast and and. And and all this and work and making time, but I have to plan another trip somewhere soon. Uh, I do love Gettysburg, but being a history buff, yeah, I think that yeah. a, there's so much history there. Like I, I mean, I've been to Gettysburg probably five six times, and I haven't even, you know, graced the the beginning of, of a lot of the stuff they have there to explore and see. Well, it's it's fascinating because this time when I. When I went uh, last week, um, the uh, tour guide told us, you know, the stories about, you know, uh, some of the, um, conf- not the Confederate, the Union leaders, the Union uh, military leaders, how some of them, you know, like were uh, bickering back and forth of what to do, what not to do, and uh, I forget which one, like really disobeyed orders and kind of, you know, did his own thing, you know, which, you know, nowadays, yeah. And I'm surprised that he didn't get court-martialed. But anyway, um, you know, my curious, I'm curious as to, since the Battle of Gettysburg was July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I'm curious as to if the Confederates and the Union did anything special for the 4th of July after the whole battle, or were they just busy burying their dead, I guess, and taking care of the wounded? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know. I, I don't think they had too much free time, but it, it it's crazy. I mean, even in um, it, it's crazy how they just they just it, you have so many different you know parts of some in some cases family that were just fighting against each other there, and it was just such a bloody or bloody uh, bloody battles you had. Uh, it, it, it's it's such a shame in the way they fought. You know the the advanced weaponry in a sense right. that they had at the time compared to the like medieval almost barbaric style of fighting that they had with the charging at each other. You know it, it's it's a shame. So many people lost their lives. Yeah, and the funny thing is that they said that they were still back in eighteen in the eighteen sixties. Their form of uh, War was still based on the uh, Napoleon style, where you know you you sent the front the front line, and of course they were more or less cannon fodder, and you know they were the first ones that got killed, you know, yeah. and you and just just have to keep keep on going, you know, line after line after line of uh, of soldiers, you know, until I guess you reached your you know whatever goal was set, whether you're supposed to reach the top of the hill or whatever, you know. But uh, it, it's, you know, once you're down there, because I still remember 12 years ago, this year I didn't walk through the battlefield itself, but 12 years ago we were, with the scouts, we were going through the actual field where Pickett's Charge was at. And um, it's funny that literally you're being shot at and and uh, by guns and, and cannon as you're going uphill. And I'm thinking, wow, you know. And I had to laugh at my son because, you know, him and the other boys are starting to run. And I'm thinking, what are these guys doing? And he said, oh, well, it's Pickett's Charge. And they were starting to run, you know. And I'm thinking, well, you guys go right ahead because I'm not Pickett and I'm not charging. So you guys go right up ahead <laughs> and go up that hill where, you know. And, and, and even to this day, uh, they do have the cannons pointing down. So, you know. Uh, what they were facing. Yeah, it is interesting seeing all the old cannons there and stuff that they have in, right. in right. the battlefields themselves. So did you go tour the fields, or did you just do... Did you guys have, like, a bus trip around, or was it a walking? Uh, 
Well, this year was just like a bus trip. Okay. Yeah, but 12 years ago, we actually walked through it. Because I was going to say, I know they have those trips now where they take the buses to go to each field and drop you off at the field, and then you can get off. You have some time to kind of walk around, look at everything, then you get back, and it goes to the next one. Well, this time, the only only place that our bus dropped us off at, uh, and we had a little bit of some free time, was at the, uh, of course, the Pennsylvania Monument. Okay. You know, which back 12 years ago, it wasn't uh, open to the public. I mean, it was open, but I didn't realize back then that there's uh, the, the spiral staircase that goes up and the four corners of the monument you could actually walk around. So that was, that was interesting. Did you go up there? Yeah, you of did? course, yeah. All 56 steps. All f- <laughs> you counted. You betcha. <laughs> it was 56 steps. But it wasn't as bad as when I went many, 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 many years ago uh, up through the Statue of Liberty. That was, that was bad. Yeah. I mean, that was really... How I many mean, steps was that? I think it was... I don't know. I lost count. This, <laughs> was, this was back, I guess, in the... I know I'm dating myself. I think in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, I think this is even before it was refurbished. And um, But it, it, it was like... Number one, it was hot. It wasn't air-conditioned back then. And, uh, and then it's like you go up, and then you have to right away come back down again because there are people behind you. But then again, like I said, this is way before it was even refurbished in the late seventies, early eighties. So, you know, and I'm sure things have changed now. Yeah, I've it's it's. Did you go around and see the names around the Pennsylvania Monument? Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, one of the the men that was with us in our tour group pointed out the uh, pointed out his great great grandfather's name. Okay, and it was like, wow, really? And so I took a picture of him pointing to his great grandfather's name, and and uh, I'm not sure how order of importance the names were placed because his placard or, or the, his name on the big placard was inside the the four okay. parts of the monument, yeah. not not along the base side on the outside like some are. No, but this is in the inside, so I'm not sure whether there was a an importance of of the placement of these placards. If if you are really famous or whatever your regiment or battalion or whatever was where it was placed. Oh, and there was another thing that I learned this trip was, uh, uh, and I'm probably wrong, of the military divisions of of combatants. There's corps, division, and I'm sure it's out of order. Battalion, platoon. Regiment, brigade, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all you the know, different levels. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure I've, you know uh, the order I gave them. They're not in descending or ascending order. They're just mixed up. But uh, that was something new I learned about. Yeah, yeah. There was it, it's. I mean, as you know, we read my family book. Um, I had some members of the Heavener family that were in the uh, Civil War. Um, I believe mostly on the Confederate side, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, th- there's, you rebel, you. There's a uh, there's a track back there, so um, I I'm I'm sure one or two were probably on the Union. I hope, but yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was we were, funny. They were from the great state of Virginia, and then West. Well, as you know, you know West Virginia and Virginia when it split up, right? Um, it, they were in what now would be West Virginia, but back in the story and stuff, and when they were talking about growing up, they it was all Virginia. Um, until it's split, but uh, yeah, it's it is uh, it's just remarkable how I mean, even back then you had family fighting families, and, right? And it's such a, uh, a hard concept. Yeah, and you know, and after after uh, the trip to Gettysburg, I was thinking of okay, in the aftermath, okay, after after the whole Civil War was over, okay, what happened to the for example, the state senators or the state representatives from from the Confederate states that are, are now back into the fold of the Union, uh, were they dismissed? Or, or, I mean, do you have to get new senators and new representatives representing South Carolina, North Carolina, Texas, Louisiana, or, or you know, or, you know what happened to these people? I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, I, I never, I never dealt or into that part of history as to whatever happened 
after the war, after the Union won the war, and and uh, what were what were the repercussions to the South? You know, of course, being rebuilt, uh, of course, but um, you know, with with the centers and all that. Yeah, I, I that's an interesting point of view. I never thought about that. Yeah, did they? I wonder if they took their places again in the Union or whether they were dismissed and almost rebuilt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I assume that the, when you look at a lot when it comes, especially in regards to the Civil War, it seems like we didn't, in a sense, punish. We kind of just, you know, we, we never... We never dove really deep in punishment, it seems like, towards the other side. It it kind of just seems like after the war we, like, uh, we accepted what happened and we just kind of rebuilt, move on. Well, at least it's our perception. Yeah, our perception I, who knows is, what it was back then. Right, but I mean, as Northerners, right. <clears throat> yeah, it's not like, you know, some of these countries nowadays where, you know, a group rebels against the government and that, that you know, other government wins, they kill all of the people. Like, we didn't take revenge in that sense. Right. Um, it, 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 it's, it's interesting. Yeah, well, all civil wars are nasty. I mean, throughout history, if you look at other countries and when they had their own civil wars, I mean, they're, they're just they're vicious, you know. Yeah. You know, vicious. Uh, uh, Spain's civil war in, in the 1930s, uh, the... Uh, the English Civil War back in, I think, the 1600s or the 1700s or whatever. Um, you know, Mexico had its own civil wars. So, you know, all these countries had, had civil wars, and, and they're all nasty, you know, because, you know, you have technically brother killing brother. You know? Yeah, it, it, it's such a, a downright. What, what I think amazes me about Gettysburg is when you're there and you see some of these battlefields and you see some of these terrains, just the pure magnitude of it. Um, they're big, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And you see, like the yeah, the old like drawings and even photography of the the wounded and stuff. Because Gettysburg, I, I believe, was one of the first wars where photography really played a big part, right? Especially in the perception towards the people that had seen the the war. You know, they, right? We were sending back photos of all the dead, and, right? And I mean, the way they buried them was crazy too. They told the stories, you know, about how these the people that lived in Gettysburg and, and the locals would come and bury these people in shallow, shallow graves. And then, you know, it wasn't uncommon for arms to become exposed and, and bodies well, to come exposed yeah. because the dirt, yeah. you know, eroded away and, and washed away. And Yeah. And back then there wasn't, I don't think, any uh, embalming fluid and stuff like that like they do here, you know, nowadays with the... Um, you know, funeral homes, what have you. Yeah, because I was going to say, I believe, I believe Abraham Lincoln was one of the first popular embalmed individuals. I think Ooh. it started becoming more commonplace after him. I mean, he was embalmed, but he was also paraded around yeah. the whole United States. I mean, he was... Right. That, that lasted quite a while where they traveled him his his funeral procession around the united states through train i mean he tried yeah. so he needed to be embalmed because he had that you know <laughs> yeah, right. he had to survive that and, and but uh i i believe if i know my history correct that abraham lincoln was one of the first popular cases of embalming and it became more commonplace after him but i mean there's a lot of debate in the funeral world over even the necessary even the importance of that yeah like because i never knew that because they they specified the fact uh, the reason i know the abraham lincoln case is because after abraham lincoln uh embalming became more wanted and more popular but to be fair unless you're abraham lincoln and you're getting paraded around the united states in most (laughs) cases embalming's not really a necessary part right of of death i mean it's an expensive part but there's not much need to preserve a body if they're going to bury you under the ground in a few days anyways. That's true. Now, like I said, if, if they're going to throw you on a train and drive you around for three months, embalmment 
is a much more necessary thing that you need than if they're going to bury you within two weeks and put you under the ground. But mm-hmm. they can bury me right back here. <laughs> right in the cornfield or wheat field or whatever they have now. I don't know. sure what they planted. Yeah, I, haven't, I don't know what cream of crops they got growing out there. Well, they had wheat before, and they mowed it all down, so I'm not sure whether they're going to replant. Looks like. It looks like soybean. Soybean? Okay. That's what I think when I look out the window. Yeah, because here in Lancaster County, you know, it's either soybean, wheat, corn. Corn. Or at times, at times, not too often, a lot of tobacco. Yeah, I see tobacco farms. Yeah. Our cow farm left. I know. I love those cows. They, they're gone. I have um, uh, I filmed part of um, my walk down that uh, down that street, and uh, the cows came to me, and I'm like, they were looking like for a handout or whatever, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm just walking by, that's it, but the cows would follow you. Yep. And then, and I, I videotaped that. I'm thinking, this is unique. I never had cows follow me, you know, <laughs> as even though the the whatever wired uh, fence that they had kept them away from me, but still, you know, it was kind of funny. As I'm walking along the road, you know, the cows were following me. But now they've been... Replaced by horses? I think I've seen a couple of horses now. Yeah, I, well, I think I think a new family bought the farm. Okay. I'm thinking, because there was that auction that went up, and I think, yeah, yeah they, they yeah. got horses now. Yeah. And I didn't remember the uh, the truck that would come and milk them, and, and exactly it was twice a day. That's when you get milked. Yep. <laughs> Twice a day. Although I always got to see the PM milking, not the AM milking, because I'm not that I'm not a morning person, like I said before. So you know, hey, if you want to milk cows at at uh, five o'clock in the morning, you go ahead and knock yourself out because I'm not helping. <laughs> you help churn the butter, though. Yeah, after after they've been milked, yes, I could do that. Yeah, um, it's it's. It's interesting around here. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, they're, these farms are slowly leaving. Soon there'll be a development in there. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. I really, you know, really, really hope not. Because, I mean, it's bad enough that we have now more developments around us. Because uh, when we first moved here 31 years ago, yeah. I mean, our development was it. And even though it's a, uh, the development was done back in the early 70s I think I heard but now the you know the other development was uh, maybe f- 20 years old and then the other one is about 15 but now with the more recent development of uh, Moravian Manor not our sponsor uh, <laughs> moving over um, you know it, it's, I just hope it doesn't take up more space <laughs> yeah no, I, I I hope not. They're building all around here, it seems like, anymore. Yeah. You know, and the funny thing is that uh, it's, it's a great place to live and all that, but our roads aren't built enough for the amounts of traffic. You know, because yeah. the more people, there's going to be more traffic. And, you know, you, you could uh, uh, bitch all you want about uh, the traffic, but the thing is, you know, it's the location. It's a really nice location. But the more development that's going on, there's going to be more people, more roads, more more cars, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because even even though right here where we live, uh, 30 years ago, there weren't that many red lights nor stop signs yeah. as there are now. You know. Yeah, well, people don't buy by them anyways. Well, <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. Any, uh, you got any other trips coming up soon? Not really. Uh, I can't think of any. I I need to sit down and plan for something for uh, August. I have something already planned for uh, October, which, by the way, I think I told you if you wanted to refer that date. It's a. uh, uh, It's in October, I believe. It's a German Oktoberfest. Someplace up in the Poconos. I forgot where, but it's up in the Poconos. And uh, I'll have to show you that information because I believe 
there's a, uh, a deadline, I believe it's the middle of August, to turn in your money if you want to go. Ziggy, ziggy. Ziggy, ziggy. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, so ziggy, ziggy, ziggy. Oi, oi. How many ziggy, ziggies? Two. Ziggy, two ziggy. Ziggy, ziggy. And how many oi, oi? Two. Oh, two of each. Okay. Ziggy, ziggy, oi, oi. Yep. Oh, my. Not a sponsor yet. Fill up the spirit. There I am dropping everything. It's time to add some spirits. Just make sure you stir the spirits within you. (laughs) Yeah, you a big drinker? Depending on the situation, the time, place, (laughs) the company... Yeah, I only drink really anymore when I do the podcast. This is this is my main time of intoxication. Is do you want some more wine? Yeah, pass me a. What do you say? Cooper Libra, Cuba Libre, Cuba Libre, Maha, Cuba Libre. Man, you got some big line chunks. <laughs> this is like half a lime you handed me. Put the lime in the rum. Cuba Libre. And probably the only difference between a Cuba Libre and a Roman Coke is just the lime. Yep. That's 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 it, really. But it's funny that in Mexico, they put limes in everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's to come up. I always have to laugh with the... Oh, what is it? Um, oh. Hey, hand me the mixer. Whew. I'll I take can't. that oh. eyebrows off of mine. Oh, what's the, what's the name of the Mexican beer that's very popular up here? Oh, um, Presidente? I don't know. Beer. Po- well, Mexican beer. Did they put the lime in the, in the bottle? I was say, Presidente is a beer, but I think that might be a Cuban or a Puerto Rican. Probably Puerto Rican. Well, Pre- Presidente in Mexico is uh, is a, uh, a brandy, I believe. Yeah, I think it's a brandy. Um Oh, come on. Uh, can't think of the Mexican oh, uh, beer. You, you talking about the little one in the glass? Well, I guess that doesn't narrow it down. A lot of them are glass bottles. <laughs> uh, um, oh, I can picture the. I can picture it. Uh, Modelo? No. No, Modelo is much better. Uh, it's a much better Mexican beer than, than what everybody else drinks. And it's a, oh, I can't even think of it. Uh, Corona? There we go. Corona. Yes, yes, yes. You like Coronas? Uh, not necessarily. Not as much as I like Modelo Negra. Okay. The, the black one. The black Modelo. That's that's really good. Well, yeah, you like the... Um, oh, what is it? That, um, well, we're both Yingling fans when it comes to beer, but you like that tall, oh, dark uh, and tan? Uh, or is it black and tan. Black and tan. That's it. The Guinness and it isn't that it's Guinness and and Yingling mixed together isn't it half and half I believe right right yeah. I believe it's half and half yeah well I like Guinness too but Guinness is a more hearty right. drink yeah I to be honest with you I didn't really really become much of a beer drinker until uh, when I went to uh, England and of course I had to try their stout and all the different types of uh, British beers and uh, I really loved uh, Fuller. So one time when I was at uh, Bull's Head, because not our sponsor, because uh, they have different types of uh, of imported beers, and one time they had Fuller. I said, "That's what I'm taking. I'll take a Fuller, please." Yeah, I um, Bull's Head. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been there in a long time. Um, I do know that uh, it, it's. I've, so you've been to Ireland. No, I've never been to Ireland. Britain. Britain. I've been to England, Scotland, and um, and Wales. Okay. But I've never been across the, I think it's called the Irish Sea, to to Ireland. You've been to a a true pub. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple of these pubs we have around here. Well, believe it or not, Bullshead is is really close. I mean, it it is, because the guy who originally was the owner of Bullshead was from England, and I believe he brought the bar 
piece by piece from from England. Mm. So so the actual bar in Bullshead, I believe, is directly from from England. Interesting, I didn't know that. Yeah, it must have cost them a pretty penny to have it shipped over from oh, England. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, probably it was cheaper back then now with all this inflation. Mm-hmm. Now we're paying $50 for a gallon of milk. You should have <laughs> just gone down there and stole some from the truck on your walks. No, no, really. You're out there milking all day long and you can't even steal some milk. That's oh. all telling people, hey, have you seen Dave today? He's milking. He's milking the cow over Twice there. a day. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's got to milk that cow twice he, a day. He now has calluses on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> the king of milking over here. Mm. Yeah. I, always, I always think of, um, oh, it's an old movie. I'm sure you remember it. Witness? No, I've never seen it. No, that. you never see Witness? No. Oh, wow, it's filmed right here in Lancaster County. I always had a laugh when uh, uh, the Amish farmer tells uh, Harrison Ford, what's the matter with you? Never never uh, grabbed the tit before? And, of course, his remark was, not one that big. Because <laughs> 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 I guess he, you know, uh, he had him do, like, you know, chores around the farm, and one of them was to milk the cow. He said, what's the matter with you? Didn't you ever milk, ever, you ever touch the tit before? He says, not one that big. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that line in that movie. I mean, uh, it was a, it's a great movie. It, yeah, I've never I, seen it. You've never seen it? Wow. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Well, you could, uh, like my son says, you could beam it down from the cloud and watch it. Yeah, the, the streaming. You, you stream a lot? No, are you kidding me? No. As a matter of fact, I, I'm very proud of this fact, but I believe that was my first VHS movie that I've ever... No, it was given to me, as a matter of fact. Uh, it was given to me by a friend. And back then, a brand-new VHS uh, movie of Witness, I think it was 24 bucks. Wow. Yeah, and I think it was uh, a brand-new um, v- um, VCR that I had. And I think back then, my VCR was... It was, over, it was under $300, but over 200 Back then. Yeah, you got robbed. Well, back then it was cutting-edge technology. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, maybe you and your brother could help me sell my my uh, uh, Apple uh, computer. It's an old app Macintosh, the very first ones. And I remember paying $3,000 for it. And this is back in 19... I know I'm dating myself. 89... Or 1990, and uh, out of a clear blue sky, I get this check for 800 bucks, and I call him, I call up the Apple headquarters. And says, well, what's what's the 800 dollars for? I mean, it was I think it was over, I think it was 3200 back then that that computer, and uh, so you know this. Well, no, the price has has come down. I'm thinking, oh, okay, fine, you know. But I mean, like nowadays, I mean. Could you imagine spending that much money for uh, a basic computer? Yeah, I mean they're not far from that. They're, I mean they're not in the, they're around. Uh, f- say, for uh, especially in Apple, you're looking at like fifteen hundred, two thousand mm-hmm. dollars almost. After everything's said and done, you yeah. Know? But that, that's, I mean, but that's like top notch quality. I mean. And this is top-notch quality back then. Yeah. You know, like, you know, 3000 bucks for a computer. And, of course, you know, back then, there was no Internet. It was, you know, just, you know, canned programs with, um, oh, um, not even CD-ROMs. It was um, uh, floppy disks, little cartridges. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably don't even know what that is, huh? Oh, I know. the. Oh, okay. I, I, they, they were fading out once I started getting involved in computers. I mean, I definitely, when I had computers, it was CDs. But I know floppy disk. A lot of the computers I first started using had the floppy disk feature. Okay. Now you can't even find it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but no. I mean, it, yeah, you had to walk. Because I know smart enough not to touch floppy disks, not to erase them. Oh, okay. Like not to slide the... The bar to erase them. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know, it's funny how we have come a long ways from from back in you know the eighties to now yeah. when it comes to, to computers. Yeah, you but know. believe it or not, I mean these. I mean, what we're ta- here podcasts. I mean, podcasts are really a, in a sense, a very popular thing nowadays, and it's basically what AM radio. Yeah, I mean, yeah. AM I radio say, is it, making it's, a it's comeback. A, like, it's, it's a radio show. Yeah, basically. So I mean, times kind of. It, it's weird how they like involve almost back sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, next thing you know, everybody will be driving around in vans with their CBs. <laughs> you ever have a CB radio? Uh, no, I never did. But I, I knew a lot of people did back then. Yeah, you know, you could have talked to them had you had one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what's coming back? I heard is the old-fashioned Volkswagen uh, vans, like the hippie mobiles back in like the sixties. Yeah, I heard those are coming back. Yeah, I, I, I won't be buying myself a VW van anytime soon, but. Uh, yeah, I see. I, I have seen them around. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy how just we go back in, in a lot of things. Fashion, I mean, um, the one thing is trends in, you know, uh, like trends in women have changed over the years. You know, like back in, back in like the 50s, 60s, it was really marketed towards, um, you know, thicker women. And then in in the the eighties and seventies, a lot of your marketing was the real skinny skinny women, you know. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of going back. It, it's it's crazy how the marketing has changed, you know. It's as a, a podcast fan of mine says, uh, it's kind of as if the rebellion. You listen to to Mer, Bill, Mer, yeah, yeah, like yeah. He says that it's kind of like the the rebellious age, you know. It's like. You 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 can't like what your parents like in a sense, you know. Right. So right. It, it's weird how the the roller coaster goes. You know, it's like, you know, the in a sense, like the trends a certain way. Well, my dad likes that. I can't like that. And then right. slowly the it, it trickles back, and, and and it's just crazy how how things are going. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's certain things that I've seen appearing, and I'm thinking, oh. I remember that from the seventies, you know. Just like how I mean, how open we are about a, a lot of things right now that we like. I mean, uh, sexually, of course, but also like, just think of toilets. I mean, something as simple as a toilet back in the fifties, sixties. You know, you couldn't have a toilet on TV or an advert that was taboo. Uh, okay. Whereas now, you know, back in the early days of TV, you they had bathrooms and TV shows with no toilet in it. They'd have scenes, and in the background you could see a bathroom. There was no toilet because that was too taboo for TV. Oh. We didn't talk about it, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas now we're a lot more open to things like that. Yeah, I mean, you see things change. I mean, in many different ways over time. Like I said about sexuality. I mean, the term "sex sells." You see it in, you know, look at these advertisements. You drive down the street and you see somebody on the billboard that's like barely wearing any clothes that would have right. cut it back in the day right yeah they would never have allowed that no that would no. have been a, a a huge taboo back in the 50s and you know we all had to be clothed up well i heard it back in the 50s and i think i've seen some old old reruns from um oh i love lucy that that the bedroom whenever there were some shots of their bedroom they all had separate beds i mean yeah. you know he had his bed, she had her bed. I mean, it was never a a, a common, you know, queen-size bed for both of them or king-size bed for both of them. No. Back then, that was really taboo, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's it's crazy how the times have changed. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. I, I mean, especially when you start getting into, like, royalty. I, I, I mean, I know we've talked about this, but when you get into, like, kings and queens, especially, you know, our current British monarch that uh, that they have, like... It's crazy how it's very common for them not to sleep in the same bed. I mean, it's very common for them to have queen beds, mm-hmm. king beds, you know, big beds. But they share their they they don't share beds like like we commonly do, and that's actually a sign of wealth. Hmm. If you're rich enough to be able to have a household where you don't have to share a bed, that's a sign. You know, right? If right if you and your wife 
can have separate bedrooms. That's a sign of wealth in the, in the royalty, you know. And, and it's crazy how how just old fashioned some of them can be. But then you look at the kings and stuff, and they, you know, you go back in history, and they can't share a bed with a wife, but they share a bed with sixteen other people <laughs> a night. It, it's yeah, it's very it's crazy how how times have just changed. Right. Right. Not at Gettysburg. <laughs> they weren't sharing beds at Gettysburg. <laughs> no, I don't think so. The Jenny Wade house. So you, you didn't go see it. No, no, have That's you? That's a shame. Have you been there? Nope. No, okay. Nope, wouldn't waste my money on those goose tours. Well, although I did hear that, with, I think she was the only civilian that got shot. Yeah, I, I you could be right. Well, there was a... Uh, Speculation. I mean, I'm a ghost buff, but uh, that uh, Ghost Adventures went there and did a a overnight lockdown, and there was some speculation. I remember out of that that she could have been pregnant. Oh, but I mean, this is they got a recording on their recording device while they were in the house. I, I believe it said something along the lines of she was she's pregnant. But I guess yeah. we'll know. that was the one episode where they had a. Um, they actually saw a figure of a person with a gun coming out of the woods after they shot off a gun. It was it was a pretty big deal in the Ghost Adventure. I mean, not in every episode they find fifty million things, but uh-huh. in this episode it was a pretty pretty damning evidence. Oh, oh. You know, we didn't get anything. I mean, I I spent we spent like I said overnight there, and uh, we got a couple voices. We messed with each other more. <laughs> we had, you know, ghost, we had fun. I, I remember we, we would, uh, we'd mess with each other, bang on walls and stuff. My, my uh, cousin, she came with, um, Billy. She, she might be on the podcast one of these days. Uh, she comes ghost hunting with me. Uh, she loves scaring the the heck out of us. Now, we went to a house in Philadelphia. I have the video of this. I'll have to show you sometime. So we are, are, we were down in Pitt, up in the Pittsburgh area. I can't remember the exact. We were in a small town, but I can't remember the town. They had a a, a man. It was an old funeral home, like uh, that we were we spent the night in, and we're walking around and nothing's going on. Right, it's it's late at night. So I was with a group of four people. It was uh, my mother, me, Dylan, and uh, her name was Tammy. A friend of my mom's. She she's into the paranormal and ghost hunting. So I'm up on the the I'm up in the attic with Dylan, right? There's an apartment built up in the attic. Supposedly a portal to hell, is what they said. <laughs> so we're up in this portal to hell trying to get something to come and we weren't having much luck. So I said to me and Dylan decided to go downstairs and we were gonna I think we were gonna get a new piece of technology, right? So I'm coming down from this attic down the stairwell, and Tammy's in a room, right? And I don't know she's in a room. So I come down, and my cousin Billy's standing in the hallway, and Billy had just come up the steps. So she starts talking to me, and I'm standing there talking to her, and next thing I know, Tammy comes running out of this room, screaming at me from behind, right? And I jumped and, like, screamed forward, and my ne- my cousin, like, took a step back, and Tammy started laughing, and... But I do have I have one ghost story that was funny about that 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 same building and uh, it was so we got there we got it how we normally would do the ghost hunting is we get there we set everything up right so that takes a couple hours right there's sixteen cameras you know audio devices microphone so we set all this up so that takes like maybe three hours two three hours so we go around the whole house we set everything up. And then we decide we're going to go to lunch. So we leave and go to this restaurant in town, fast food. Well, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the best food I ever had. And uh, I got, I think, wings. I got hot wings, you know. Uh-huh. We come back. And so what we do is we let everything record while we're gone. And that way we can gauge it later. Like we, so we left for I think it was like a good two hours almost. He came back, so the whole time we were gone, everything was recording. 
the cameras, everything, but we weren't, nobody was home. The house was completely empty. But we, we don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. the joke I gave, because we came back and everybody kept, do, do we get anything? And I, I don't know. I haven't watched, you know, everything. And I said, for all I know, we have like the mother load of ghost evidence on our <laughs> hand. Like, I, 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 we could have had like a civil war of ghosts in front of a camera. I don't know. Like, I, I can't watch it right now. So we're, we're, we had just started getting settled back in. So Tammy and my mother wanted to go up to the attic, right? So they said, we're going to go up to the attic. Uh, this, this place had uh, four floors, I believe. So they said, we're going to go to the attic. So they go, th- so they say, I, I say, what gear do you want? So they wanted a spear box and they wanted, we have a boom mic, right? A boom mic's a very sensitive microphone, but it's, it's it's designed. It, it's very specific. It, it's kind of like this. Ba- basically, this. Okay. Just now, an advanced microphone like this. You mentioned a spirit box. Yeah. Well, what is exactly a spirit box? It reminds. It sounds more to me like something from Ghostbusters, where they, they that box where they captured all the evil spirits. No, so and- a spirit box is a way that uh, quote unquote the spirits can communicate with you, and what it does is it. It goes through radio frequencies, okay? So, like, when you listen to it, you hear, like, like, you know that white noise radio? Right, right, right. That's what you hear. But what the box is doing is it's it's changing through stations very rapidly. So, basically, like, the best way to put it, it's almost like if you had a, a radio and you were just spinning the tune dial like crazy. Okay. And you can set it, like, we had it set, I think, for... Three, it was like 300 stations, I believe it's like per minute. So to us, we hear, but in reality, what it's doing is that noise is from it changing radio stations. It's constantly changing radio stations, right? Okay. So the theory behind this is that spirits can communicate through this, right? Oh. So if you get, and, and we've got had some luck with it, um, but if you get like, let's say, if you're doing this and you hear, you know, Hi, Dave. How are you? What's unique about this is the fact that even though you're on, you're you're going through radio waves. To get that full sentence out, it would have gone through probably I'd say six hundred channels. Oh, so how okay. could that pop? Because you will right, right. like every yeah. now and then you'll get because obviously it scans through like radio. So every now and then you'll get like a sound from it of like a. Uh, or an actual radio station, like a song or something, but it's usually pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Like just like ah, ooh, uh, like every now and then you'll hear like something like that. Like you'll be listening to it and it's like, but and that's radio channels coming through. Okay, but if you get like a full voice, that can't be a radio channel because it's makes sense. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Speaking of of, of spirit boxes and all that stuff, have you ever tried a Ouija board? No, we don't do that. Oh. I don't mess with the Ouija board. Okay, now tell me why not. I, I just, I'm not a big fan. And uh, uh, the, so, I guess I shouldn't say I, a lot of the people I ghost hunt with are very spiritual. Okay. And they just don't want to mess around with that. So, mm-hmm. it's just something we have, we kind of avoid. I don't, I'm not, I guess... Personally, I'm not against it. I, I always joke about it, and I always say that we're going to do a Ouija board, but everybody I ghost hunt with always says, I'm not participating in that. Like, people are, they're very against that. Well, you know what? I agree with them. I, I would really agree with them because uh, uh, I had one before, and uh, yeah, and I guess I am kind of spiritual in a way, uh, but believe it or not, the last thing, and I, I, I destroyed it because as it was I was doing it on my own. Nobody else was with me. Okay? So I had my hands on on the the little triangular thingy and it's it's moving around and, and just myself, there's nobody else. And it was going to you know T H I N G O F D E V I L thing of the devil so I said that's it goodbye did you burn it I, I broke it up into pieces and <laughs> threw it away I never knew that 
What? I never knew you did that. Yeah. I had one, you know, a long, long, long time ago. And, and I don't know why, why, I, why I had it or why, but, you know, this is just me, myself, and I, I. There was nobody else with me. And I just put my hands on it. And it was starting to move by itself. And, and, and it spelled thing of the devil. And I'm thinking, that's it. You know, goodbye. Well, I think we're out of time here. All righty. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Did I spook you? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I never mess with the, the, the uh, boards. My, my cousin did do a spirit or did one of those, the Ouija boards back in the day. And she claims that it, it, it possessed her to the point where she got rid of it and, and things got so bad that right. she got yeah. another one. Right, because she she was going through such a hard time afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know. Um, anyways, the talking about that house we were in. <laughs> you, to, you're changing the subject now about Ouija boards. Just to jump back to the house <laughs> we're in. So this is you, you. If you like spirits and, and you think this stuff is, you'll get a kick out of this story. So we just came back from dinner, right? Uh-huh. Nobody's in the house, right? The house has been locked and empty. So. We get in, and they say that they want the spirit box and the boom mic to go up to the attic, okay? So I hand the boom mic to Tammy, her name was, and I hand the spirit box to my mother. Tammy, my mom's standing there talking to my cousin in the hallway on the first floor. At this mm-hmm. point, we're in, like, the main lobby area. I actually, uh, I don't know if I have, I, I think I have this on camera, video. So I say... Uh, I was talking to Dylan. Dylan was standing next to me. We have our, we have like the traveling crates that we have all of our equipment stowed in, and uh-huh. it's like in foam padded, you know, protective. So we're getting shit out, and next thing you know, all suddenly, from like the third floor of the house, you just hear like this loud bang, oh. and a door slammed shut. Like you could tell what it was. It was a door slammed shut. But we're all on the first floor at this point. So I'm in the hallway. Dylan's not, There's only five of us. So I'm here. Dylan's right next to me. My mother and, and uh, my cousin are in, like, the hallway room, right? Like, I could see them through the doorway of mm-hmm. where we were. And Tammy was about two steps up the stairs. And you just hear this bang from up above. And... They, like, look at me, and they're like, you hear that? And I was like, yeah, yeah, and they, that sounds like a door slammed up there. And I said, yeah, yeah, it did. And Tammy comes running down those two steps as quickly as I've ever seen and around the corner. They were petrified, right? So they come over to the doorway, and they look at, I'm, at this point, I grab a camera. You know, I grab one of the cameras off the table, and I look at Dylan. We go to the doorway, and they're like, what are, what are we going to do? And I, we're going to go up there. And they're like, you serious? And I was like, that's what we're here for. I was like, if that's a ghost, let's go. Let's get up there. So we ran up the steps to the third floor. And sure enough, one of the rooms, uh, actually, quote, unquote, one of the only rooms I didn't like, um, the door was slammed shut. And we actually had a camera on that door because of the fact that that, that that room w- was known for having some paranormal activity. So we had a camera stationed right on that door watching that room. It was in the, like, uh, kind of like the, the way it was set up was like the camera was in the hallway looking into the room. But from the hallway, you could see the entire room, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like the, the doorway was up against the wall. It wasn't. It wasn't set up like this room where if you had a camera there pointed in, you wouldn't be able to see any of this. It was the wall was right at the door, so from the hallway you could see the entire room almost. We have it on camera. That door slamming shut. Nobody was up there. Nobody was around it. We don't know how that door shut. I no mean, open window. No, no, nope, 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 the windows were all closed. Yeah, nothing. it wasn't. It wasn't a breezy day. So I mean, obviously that stuff could have played a part. It could be a million and one things, but huh. I can't explain what it was. Hmm. Yeah, but I remember that when we were ghost hunting. That was that was a crazy time that they that they had, and that's that was one of the rare times ghost hunting that I think I can say I was scared. Wow. But 
you know, to the same point, like I said to you, I was the first one to say, let's go up there and check this out. Right. That's what we're there for, right? I was yeah. scared as hell. I'm not going to sit there and, like, I could sit there and be like, Psh. oh, no, I was, I was trembling in my boots in a sense, but that's what we're there for. Right. Right. We right. came to catch a ghost. Let's go catch a ghost. And everybody was just an amazing sport. And we were, everybody did so great. And except for Tim. Tammy had, uh, this is kind of more of a funny story, but Tammy had this shirt on, and I don't think it was on purpose, but uh, it had this big owl. And she's a little more, I guess you could say, gifted in the, the chest area. But okay. it had this owl, like this huge owl face on it. And the two eyes were right, <laughs> were like her, her you know, breasts. Yeah, right, uh huh. Yep. At one point, she was standing there, and she did something. And, uh, Somebody said to her, like, you know, it looks like your breasts are staring at me with that shirt. And she, like, looked down, and she started laughing. And she's like, I, she's like, I never noticed that. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, I didn't notice that this shirt looked like that. And, she's like, <laughs> and then she's let me see if I can make it wink. And she started like, but, yeah, they were. Uh, oh, my. They were. And they were all, uh, not everybody in the group, but. A couple of the people in the group, I can say, probably, I would say, were under the influence of some type of drug. By the point that the the, I think there, I think there was some edibles, okay. some some marijuana edibles that were taken by some participants in the group. But some people were feeling no pain come the middle of the ghost hunting experience. But it was it was a fun time. <laughs> but other than that, we didn't get a damn thing. Oh. That door slamming was the only thing we got in that household. And, that, I mean, that's enough. That'll put some hair on your chest. Now, what exactly do you think causes ghosts? Is it what they call restless spirits? Or, or do you think it's, 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 it's a spirit that hasn't, what's, what's the word? Uh, moved on. Moved on, transcended above, you know, the living, what have you. I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's many different theories. There, you know, it. It's it's kind of like aliens and like everything else, you know. Right. They have different theories and they have ways to explain their theories. Um, I mean, there there's theories that ghosts are uh, souls trapped in time uh, uh-huh. or energy. Okay. There there's some theories where it's not so much um, souls; it's more energy. Uh, like I know some people believe that with like like for instance, like um, the house I grew up in. This is, uh, I, you know, I kind of remember, there, there's little things you remember uh, that, I guess, the thing I say about spirits is like, so the house I grew up in, I guess you could say the house I grew up in was haunted, but at the same point, it was never haunted in a way where, like, I felt unsafe, if that makes sense, or I uh-huh. felt, like, in danger, or, or even necessarily that I felt it was, quote-unquote, haunted. There was just like, you know, looking back in time, there were a lot of things that didn't necessarily make sense. Uh-huh. And at the time, you don't necessarily catch on to them. Yeah. It's later on, you know. Like, for instance, um, let's just say, like, you're laying in bed and the bedroom door opens up. And you're laying there and you look over and you're like, oh, the door opened up. And you get up and you shut the door. Your mind necessarily isn't jumping to, oh, my God, a spirit opened the door. Right. You're like, oh, the door just opened up. Like, and you get up and you shut it and you right. go back to sleep. Right. It's after you start processing things together when you start thinking like, well, that's weird. Why would the door just open in the middle of the night on its own like that? Right. And, you know, I have a lot of stories about the house I grew up in that, that are kind of similar to that. And the one main, main common one is the fact that when you – it had an old uh, – and, and this could just be, you know, there, there's 101 things it could be, but it was still weird. Uh, we had a long hallway. The hallway stretched across, like, basically the entire second floor of the house, down the down the center of it, you know. And it was an old hardwood floor. And when you would walk down the hallway, it would, you know, creak and creak, crack. Right. And I can remember you'd be sitting down, because it was a, like a raised ranch. So the basement... The quote-unquote basement was completely... It was basically part of the house. The living room and the kitchen were down in the basement. Okay. okay? So you'd be sitting down in the living room downstairs, 
And as you're sitting there, like, watching TV, you would hear cracking down the steps, like somebody was walking down the hallway. And, it, you know, it was just... It, it could just be, you know, a million and one things. But what was weird is that it used to crack at the same pattern as if you would walk. And the only time... It, the, I remember this vividly. and I don't have many memories as a kid, but I, I was younger. I'd probably say maybe, you know, maybe 9, 10, maybe younger. Mm-hmm. I was sitting downstairs. My, we were sitting on the couch. We had one of those, you know, the L sofas. Right. We were sitting on the L couch, and my dad was... I remember my dad was sitting next to me. We were, we were watching something on TV. I don't even remember. And slowly down, you could hear the creaking down the floor like somebody was walking down the hallway. And I remember my dad looking at me. And my dad, oh, that was weird. That's what he said. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then we went back to watching TV, you know. But... That was a very eerie moment, think of it. And, and I guess what was crazy is the fact that I always remember the floor cracking and creaking, but the fact that somebody else acknowledged it. 